there, and welcome to No Secrets Added, a podcast where we get curious about health, wellness, and consumer conscious brands that are changing the game. I'm Georgie. And I'm Joan. And we are friends, united in our passion to learn alongside you about how we can all do our little part to keep our world safe, healthy, and clean. Together, we'll explore efforts of safety, sustainability, environmentalism, advocacy, and efficacy, and give you, Secret Spillers, insider tips, tricks, and information to help you level up your life across the board. You'll find that with us, there really are no secrets added. Let's spill. Hi, Secret Spillers. Jay here. G and I just got off a really great interview with Jillian Johnson of Jillian Johnson Wellness. Jill is an amazing trainer and fitness professional. She has such a wealth of knowledge to share with you guys. I mean, Georgie and I were furiously taking notes during this recording, which I think tells you all you need to know about how valuable Jill's insight is. I think this conversation was a really honest and authentic look at fitness and health and really rooted in concepts that we can all implement into our daily lives. Um, you know, simple changes, monumental changes um, that can really have a lasting impact over time. We talk about weight training. I know it's a huge buzzword right now. Um, Jill gives us a ton of advice on like from beginners to intermediate um, and really kind of nails down how you see results from weight training, which I think a lot of you will find really interesting. And she goes into like the details of how often you should weight train, depending on what your goals are. We did also, this interview took a really great turn. We talked a lot about diet culture and fitness fads and Jill busts some really great myths for us um, because I know we're all inundated with information on social media now about like what to do um, to live a healthy lifestyle and you can hear it from the horse's mouth, from Jill's mouth, exactly uh, what is wrong with some of these things and what are some actual good habits that we can build on. Um, yeah, we we really get into all of it, Secret Spillers, and I will stop talking at you and let Jill shed some light on how we can all improve our fitness journeys and um, build what she called sort of functional fitness practices. And Georgie and I love that idea. And yeah, enjoy. Welcome back, Secret Spillers. We are so happy today to introduce you to Jillian Johnson. She is a New York City personal trainer and former professional volleyball player. She has spent the last 15 years working with professional athletes, athletic associations, and private executive clients in New York City. In 2020, Jillian launched Jillian Johnson Wellness, an on-demand video subscription platform where members have access to over 3,000 of her at-home athletic strength workouts. She lives in New York City with her wife, Martha, and her adorable son, and they have another baby on the way. We are so glad you're starting to feel a little bit better, and we have some <laughs> of your time today, Jill. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I th do you have over 300 videos at, or is it 3,000? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you said 3,000. I'm going to be very, very impressed if it was 3,000. Yeah. Did I say 3,000? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're going. Yeah. 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 I mean, my five year goal, 3,000. Mm -hmm. Right now, I've got about 350 different okay. workouts on the platform. Yeah. So a huge variety. Yeah. But that's that like 3,000. Yeah, that's a different one every day of the year. That's plenty. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we like to set the bar high here. So we're, we're going to challenge you to 3000 by that five Great. year. Mark. You can keep <laughs> fact checking me through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jill, tell us a little bit about your time as a professional athlete and how you started your business. Give us a couple of secrets spilled right off the bat here. Sure. Well, I started as a college athlete. So I played volleyball at McGill University in Canada, where I am Canadian. So actually, I just got my citizenship at the beginning yeah. of the week. So I'm American now. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. Well, originally, uh, <laughs> rewind a week ago, I'm a Canadian. Um, I went to McGill University and I played volleyball there. Um, and then I got recruited by several different leagues in Europe. Um, and I played professionally for a year in Austria so cool. and I played part of a season in Italy 
before I realized I need to hang it up. I am done. So when I finished at McGill and did my four years there, I knew like I still had that competitive drive. Like I really wanted to do more. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is, you actually wouldn't believe the professional leagues in Europe for all kinds of sports. Like like handball, basketball, football, everything's like huge there. Totally. And they, they pay and they pay for your housing and they pay for your food and they get you there. And it's, it's incredible. So it was a great experience. Um, and it really uh, kind of set me on my trajectory to definitely to where I am today. Um, it also kind of changed my trajectory. I, I had planned to go back to school to do physical therapy. And I worked with my, our head trainer for our team in Austria um worked with UEFA which is the European Soccer Federation and he was the head trainer and physical therapist for UEFA and I had an injury about halfway through my first season so he asked me to travel with him and be his assistant and I saw this opportunity to work specifically with sporting associations um and really work on specified training for athletes and so when I came back to Canada, that's kind of what I, I dove into. And that's what I did for the first seven years of my career was just work with athletes and athletic associations. I feel like every time we talk to an entrepreneur, oftentimes the story ends up being just being exposed to seeing an opportunity for yourself that you maybe didn't know was a path that you could take and then going on that mm-hmm. journey. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I thought there's no way you could make a career, like a full-blown career and be successful doing personal training, quote unquote, but it's quite the opposite if you really dive in and really take it seriously. So that's what I did. So tell us how you decided to kind of go, you had that, you said like seven year journey, what made you go the route of on-demand videos to grow your client base? And what was that learning curve like? Well, the first big piece of my learning curve was when I moved to New York City and I worked for a company um, called Sports Lab and they, it was kind of a hybrid company. It was a private training facility. So you wouldn't really know about it. A lot of professional athletes um, trained out of there because they're a therapist and trainers. Um, But there were also executive clients who wanted to be like low key and have everything in house, like their trainers, their therapists, et cetera. So I worked a little bit with athletes there, but I also started to move towards working with executive clients. And I thought, huh, these people want the same thing as athletes do. They want to know that they're, they have like full trust in their trainer. They're doing a periodized program. They have my, my, like my goals and interests. They know exactly what I need. Um, but they didn't have to like come in and think about it. We just had it covered for them. So I thought instead of dealing with, the athlete, the coach, the team, the association, sometimes the parents. I just have one person to deal with now. This is a lot easier. So oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it went, that was the first big transition for me where I started to work with quote unquote regular people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really eye-opening ex- experience. People who work with just with athletes, they think, you know, that other people don't have goals. Like, right everyone else does like we do yeah so that led me to because I lived in so many different countries I worked in Canada I worked in Austria um, I worked a little bit in different countries in Europe and I worked in the U.S. I would always get messages and calls from former clients saying I just I miss our training so much I wish you were still here so the transition point for me it was December of 2019 And I said, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to video an eight week program that I can now kind of market to all my previous clients so they can still, yeah, yeah, they can still be working with me in a way because I, they reached out to me all the time. So I videoed and I was at this like really cool location in New York City, had a videographer. I definitely saw that. On yeah, the side, it was like sweeping views of the city. It was crazy. It was so cool. totally so people in 
Austria, we're like, wow, there's the Empire State Building in the background. Like, really <laughs> neat. Yeah, you were like so revolutionary I was like, before COVID yeah. online. I mean, there were definitely online platforms before that, but uh, it was fun to be able to touch base with um, and build a community with people and friends of those people that I used to work with. So that's how it all kind of started. Um, and I saw an opportunity there. I mean, as you do, when you start seeing that network grow a little bit. Um, when COVID hit, I moved upstate. We moved in with our in-laws for like what was going to be like a weekend turned into, of course, three months. And I had finished this eight-week program and were now homebound and didn't really know what to do next because they can't work with you know their trainer and they can't right. do all these things that they once did so on my in-laws back deck I filmed my next 30-day program and it was um like my same style like there was minimal equipment on this mm -hmm. one because I knew people were at yeah. home and it was like a mostly body weight strength and athletic based style workout and then that grew and then I built out a platform and just started to add videos um and it's been going ever since now we're at 3,000 <laughs> videos <laughs> so we're just over just about 350 videos and 12 yeah. different programs of different lengths like mm. 30 day two week 21 day etc it's so awesome that you were able to do that because I also feel like during the beginning of COVID, people really needed a, like endorphins, you know, they needed mm -hmm. a boost and to have like, be able to join your community and do a challenge with other people. Um, I feel like, you know, that is such a great gift you were able to offer them. And then we love an organic story here, don't we, Georgie, that mm -hmm. it just kind of grew from there. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. I also, I want to ask a little bit about weight training. So I know you've mm -hmm. been talking about it for forever. I feel like I've heard you yeah. Instagram and through some of your videos that I've done express how important it is. Um, but it's definitely having a moment in the sun right now. I feel like it is the hot buzzword that I'm seeing from all yeah. the fitness people. So can you talk to us about why it's such an effective workout and how yeah. the stigma of like women don't lift is being broken? Mm -hmm. Yes, women don't lift. Women get yeah. bulky from lifting, you guys. I know. Yeah, that's the one you hear. <laughs> as far as lifting goes and strength training goes and working with resistance, if we dial it back to and pull it away from aesthetic purposes, and we'll right. get there because I know that's what people are interested in hearing about. But if we really like think about it in a more well rounded way and kind of like my background as um, working with therapists and working with athletes and as an athlete it's really about um, strengthening the muscles to support your joints so it's joint support and longevity and I really you know I'm pregnant right now with my second child I have a two-year-old son and I'm also 39 I want to be able to do all I want to be able to build a fort with my son and crawl around on the floor and you know, That's run away. So insane that you're 39. You literally. Like, <laughs> I know, guys. I'm due with Grace, my second baby. Young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm my due date is two days before my 40th yeah. birthday, and I'm like, you're damn yeah. right. I'm having my second baby uh, in my 30s. You're an inspiration. I love it. <laughs> um, but really, it's it's you know, if you think about the low back, like most of my clients come in with with back pain. It's about strengthening the muscles above and below the joint. So mm -hmm. above the joint is the core. So the core is not just your abs. It's the back. It's like the muscles, like those loin muscles in your back too. Those are core muscles. The oblique muscles are core on the sides and the muscles below the glutes. So if, you, if you're strong and you do strength training to support the muscles above and below a joint, that joint is supported. Um, so that's number one for me with my background is yeah, that wait. I have to say really quickly that what you just told me about like the back muscles also being part of the core. So I mm. had like, lower back problems for the longest time. And I went to a physical therapist and they were telling me, it's like, Oh, like, I think you have a weak core. I think that's why you're having that lower back pain. And I was like, so offended because it's like, I don't have a weak core. <laughs> I do like yoga and Pilates yeah. like, every day. And like, yeah. I don't like, I'm, I just didn't, I didn't feel like I exhibited what 
they thought. And then they, they literally told me to start like lifting weights and like doing more strength training. And I noticed like after doing that for a couple of months, immediately the pain, the pain is gone and it was chronic before. So that's just a story. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, and it is a common thing that people think, okay, well, okay, I'll do more crunches or I'll do more planks. Planks are great by the way, but it's really like the core canister. Think of it as like a can of soup. Like you have to go 360 all the way around that core canister to to really strengthen the core. And a great way to do that is is not just like working on the core itself, but it's working on exercises like a deadlift, for example, which where you have to brace your core. Mm -hmm. So if you're bracing your core, you're still working it and you're working it in a so much more efficient way. So it's not just about crunches and whatnot. Mm. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of the number one. If you think about it, when you're 20 something years old, it's really hard to think like into the future. Well, I want to be able to X, Y, Z when I'm 70. Yeah. It's really hard to think that way. But and as in you, your 30s, it's easy to think that way. Uh, and yeah, as a, as a mom, a it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. And I love that you're saying this is all about strengthening the um, joints and how athletes are working to, you know, be really great at their, their skill, but actually everyone needs to be supporting their, their muscles to support their joints for life. Like life is hard. And if we want to do it well, and especially if we want to parent well. Exactly. And that's what a a kind of hot word or hot um, phrase right now is like functional training. Mm -hmm. And that's training for whatever your day-to-day brings, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, I'm a personal trainer, obviously, so I'm lifting 50 pound dumbbells off the ground constantly. So I should be able to have like a strong foundation to be able to lift those weights efficiently. But you as a mom, Georgie, you're, you're constantly doing level changes, constantly like overhead reaches down onto your knees back up. Yeah. It's a lot of work for your back. So it's like functional training is training for whatever your day brings. Hmm. Um, and then if you bring it into the more like mm-hmm. uh, body composition piece. But like you're going to get bulky if you lift too much. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's um, definitely a common misconception. And that, uh, another common misconception is long lean lines, like without lifting God, any sort yes. of weight. Let's take, so, to take down that phrase. <laughs> yeah. Long lean lines. I yeah. mean, the only way to to have lean tissue is to do resistance training. The only way you can um, have a long lean line is to basically build muscle mass and not muscle mass. It's just like when you break down your muscle fibers from, from lifting weight, it has to rebuild. And in order to break down the muscle fibers, you have to be lifting a certain, like a certain amount of weight. Um, so like how much weight do you think? I, I know we'll get into this later. So but. yes, I, so the, the general rule is about 12 to 15 reps you should be doing. So repetitions. Okay. And the last four to five reps should be difficult without breaking your form. So mm, your form yeah. should be on point, but the last few reps should be really hard to achieve. Oh, okay. that's so helpful. 12 yes. to 15 reps and the last four to five are challenging challenging you're not like floppy and wobbly and yeah exactly the more lean muscle mass you have on your body um the more efficient you are at burning fat mass Mm -hmm. off your body so lean muscle mass equals a better body composition so body composition is is lean tissue versus fat tissue um so the more lean muscle mass you have the less fat mass you're going to have because your metabolism is just firing all the time. I'm going to go off script for one second here. We do that a lot here at No Secrets Added. But one of our listeners asked, like, how often should someone be weight training? Um, do you have any recommendations? Is it something you can do like five days a week or or not? Um, I would say it depends on, really depends on everyone. I, I hate to say it's like, I hate to blanket it and say, oh, you should be, be doing four days a week in order to get results. That's not necessarily true it depends on the time that you have and how efficient you can be when you're there at the gym. But two, one is like maintenance. You probably won't get 
much in terms of results, but you might get some injury prevention results. Um, two times a week, you can actually start seeing results. Three or four times a week, you're definitely going to like really quickly within four to six weeks, really change your body composition. Mm. So wow. it can be done within like a four to eight week period of time where you're really noticing your your you feel stronger, but you're also starting to look stronger because your your fat mass is coming down and your lean tissue is coming up. That's crazy. So, Jillian, if someone's hearing that and saying, okay, I can dedicate two, two sessions a week at the gym, AKA mm -hmm. this is me being like, I can bring Ruth to childcare too. <laughs> Perfect. How do you suggest starting to implement weight training um, safely? What does that look like? Okay. So for a true beginner, for somebody who's never done it before, I would highly recommend even though it's going to cost a little bit of money, I would highly recommend hiring somebody for maybe one to three sessions just to look at your form so you don't get injured. That's what I'm doing. Check. <laughs> okay. Check mark. You're doing it right already. It's going to be an initial cost, but it might save you in the long run because yeah. if you blow out your back yeah, or you do something like that, if you don't know your form, it's definitely a good investment to make and it'll get you on the right path in terms of um, knowing the gym and being efficient. Anything else for like a beginner who's walking in and they're like, this is the time I'm dedicating. How do I do this safely? You're saying have someone professionally have eyes on you, you know, to, to prevent further injury. If you're a true beginner, um, aside from that, if you're, if you kind of know your form and you're comfortable and confident to do some exercises, I would definitely make sure you do a nice warm up. So five minutes on either like a walk on an incline, elliptical bike, something like that. Get, get, okay. get everything loosened up and warm. Then you want to do some activation exercises. So think about activating the core, the glutes and the shoulders. So for that, you could do lying on your back, glute bridges. If you don't activate your glutes at the start of a workout, the quads will take over and do everything. Okay. Oh. So yeah. Yes. So really activating and getting them because the quads are the biggest muscles in the body. They want to do everything always. And what I'm getting at here is you want balance. You want front body to back body balance. So activate the glutes, do something to activate the core, like planking, side planking, and then activating the shoulders, either with a band, doing pull-aparts, um, lying on your stomach and doing Ys and Ts. And if you don't know what those are, it's an easy Google, just YTL exercises. Watch some of Jillian's videos. Yeah, subscribe. get on there. Check <laughs> it out. Um, and then think about doing front to back body balance. So really you could only do, you could do choose four exercises and do it four to five sets. Squatting is quad dominant, but then you want to balance it out with a hamstring exercise. So the back body. So doing, oh, okay. you know, like a, again, a weighted glute bridge or a, um, like a single leg deadlift or a stiff legged deadlift to get the hamstrings. And it's the same thing with the upper body. If you're doing a push, a lot of people will get in there and do chest press and squats and that's all front body. So if we're thinking injury prevention, but we're also thinking building lean muscle, we want to, we want to balance it out. So if you're doing a chest press with dumbbells, make sure you do a pull exercise too. Mm. okay so you're doing a seated row or a single arm row so Julie, just yeah you're proving yeah. right now why people need to work with a trainer when they're starting I know this. I'm I know and taking yeah, notes yeah you're taking notes. <laughs> like this is the first time <laughs> yeah but even if you are comfortable with with working out and with lifting I would recommend I don't always recommend going on google and finding your workouts but go on and look at like front front body exercises right just back. get familiar with yeah get familiar and so you can all so you're not doing the same thing all the time mm, there are yeah. so many exercises that you can do but I would say two to four times a week you're going to get good results in the gym mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be longer than 35 to you know an hour 35 minutes to an hour yeah. um, including your warm-up like you don't need to be in there for two hours I feel like a lot of people are going to love to hear that because I think mm. there is conception that you need to be you know in the gym for two hours a day to ever like you know feel like you're making a difference um, yeah no it's that's not the case and especially if you follow the principle that we talked about 
12 mm-hmm. to 15 reps, those last, you know, three, four reps are challenging, but yeah. you're holding your form, you're going to get results. And now switching gears, I want to talk a little bit about food because I know it's a really important part of training and builds building a healthy lifestyle and healthy habits. Um, what sort of relationship do you have with food and what do you encourage your clients to do when they're really looking um, at the big picture when it comes to their body? Yeah, this is, um, you know, this is a tough one because a lot of women, myself included, you know, you go through phases of, especially now with social media, you flip through and you see all the fitness influencers who are long lean lines long and perfect lines. bodies. And like, yeah, yeah. It's a little misleading. Like, okay. It is yeah. misleading. And I'm, and what I tell my clients is um, your body gives you cues throughout the day of what you're craving and what you need. Um, not necessarily, oh, I'm craving ice cream. I'm going to go eat that. But you might be craving salt or after a meal, you just don't feel full. Um, really what I tell people is focus a lot on protein at every meal and having healthy fats at every meal. So avocados, cooking with olive oil, um, even butter and ghee and things like that if you're not plant-based totally. Um And then the rest we're filling in with other whole foods that are, you know, either um, starchy carbs or, you know, things that are healthier carbs, not processed. So I think that's important. Yeah. And without having, I've, you know, I've done all the things I've, I've calorie counted, I've logged my meals Mm -hmm. and I've, and it's just, it's not sustainable. Yeah. And I've found that the less I do of that, the more, the better results I see. And I feel better about myself. That's great. Um, yeah. And really focusing on protein, especially if you're lifting, you're going to notice a big difference. You'll feel fuller longer. What kind um, of you protein do you like after like a big lift? Like what are, what is, what's so in your rotation? I spent seven years being plant-based I wouldn't say vegan because I did eat fish occasionally but I was plant-based for a long time um now especially in my pregnancy I'm eating a little bit more um like chicken and stuff like that but if you are doing plant-based it's a total misconception that you can't get complete proteins through plant-based items but what you have to do is combine plant-based items so legumes and quinoa and Mm -hmm. you know soy products Mm -hmm. doing a combination and again hit that google hit that light search on what are some plant-based proteins and combine them and you'll get a complete protein Mm -hmm. um so i generally lean more towards plant proteins and find combinations of that um but then i do also have fish and chicken as well supplement with that okay cool yeah yeah um tell us about cardio. So we're starting the warm up with a little bit of cardio and then moving into more of this resistance strength weight training. Um, is, is walking a good, you know, complete workout? Um, are we doing too much cardio too little? Okay. (laughs) I want to tell you guys about the difference between cardio and then, uh, like a strength training workout that's more metabolic. So right. <laughs> when you, when you say is walking enough, walking's great. Walking's amazing. Love a walk. And you should always do what feels good or else you're not going to get anywhere because if you hate it, you're, you're not going to be able it. to last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll last two weeks and then you'll say, forget it. I hate this. Walking's great. Running. If that's, what, if that's your thing, that's great. But just know that if you're like a cardio junkie and you go to the gym, and you're on the treadmill or on the elliptical for 45, 50 minutes, you do burn a lot of calories in that 45, 50 minutes. You do burn a lot of calories on that run. Metabolic or, and what I mean by metabolic is when you spike your heart rate. Like if we're doing, you know, like a lifting in the gym, generally with more resistance, you're gonna spike your heart rate a little bit more in intervals. So what happens is you create an oxygen deficit in your body And then to replenish that oxygen throughout the day, your body works really hard to get oxygen back to all the cells of your body 
for a longer period of time throughout the day. And that's what it means to have a higher metabolism. Mm -hmm. So by doing those uh, yeah. lifts or metabolic workouts, you're creating that oxygen deficit and you have a way bigger burn throughout the day than you do just on that 50 minute run. Cool. So really, really efficient in mm -hmm. terms of like, you know, if you're, I say calorie burn, but what I mean is like, you're getting more out of your workout and you're increasing your metabolism by doing more strength training versus cardio. Cool. Yeah. I also feel like if I personally do a super cardio heavy workout, like I'm so hungry, like an hour mm -hmm. after, like, I just want to eat like three cheeseburgers. And then yeah. I'm like, what was the point of that? Because now I've eaten more than I like, I know, probably burned off. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. And the same can happen when you're doing strength training too. Like, but just if you focus on, okay, I need to replenish, I'm ripping my muscles with strength training. Yeah. Like I'm essentially tearing them. So I need those amino acids, those building blocks from protein. So if you can concentrate on, if you're starting to lift, get a little bit more protein in your diet and you won't feel so hungry throughout the day. I, I feel like from like my beginner weight training journey, I, I find that I am much less like ravenous than I was from all the cardio intense workouts. Like yeah. I'm of course hungry. And I know that, like you said, I have to eat good proteins to like build that muscle. So that's easy, but I don't have as many of those like super like hunger spikes almost I don't know what the word is. right yeah. yeah yeah probably because your body is replenishing more throughout the day like mm -hmm. replenishing replenishing oxygen throughout the day whereas in that moment that you're doing the cardio you're just yeah. getting ravenous right after so we have also Jill we've busted a couple of your least favorite fitness myths but do you have any others you can share with our listeners right now things they might be seeing on the internet that is not necessarily accurate oh okay I've got a good one for you so my lovely wife Martha <laughs> I'm gonna throw her under the Love bus you, Martha, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh no she's Martha. being thrown under the bus though <laughs> she's going straight under here so she she really doesn't have a lot of time she gets she exercises when she can but you know I'm on the uh on the I leave first thing in the morning to go to clients so she's got gray in the morning then she works and then, um, you know, we, she gets home and then we're doing dinner. So there's not a lot of time for her to work out. So she's always looking for these hacks, right? Like how, uh, you know, what's, what's like the quick fix here. And I'm right. like, yeah. <laughs> like, you've got all the resources right yeah. here. There's no quick fix. <laughs> By the way, there's no quick Darn. fix. But she texted me the other day and said, um, check out this article. I think this might be, this might be it. And it <laughs> was nine minutes on a trampoline is the same as 90 minutes running or something like that. And I was like, Oh no, absolutely not. Like, It might be fun though. It might be really yeah, fun. Just, just bouncing on a trampoline. Yeah. And I know there are pretty good workouts using trampolines, but this is just referring to like exactly what you're seeing out there. Yeah. And I'm like, think about that. Like it's, there's so many misconceptions and mm -hmm. so many misleading quick fixes here and there. And it's like, there's not a quick fix guys. Yeah. There's just not, it's really, you commit to something, it's a lifestyle change and mm -hmm. then you see the results and it takes time. I think we have to let that sink in for all of our listeners. Like you said this a couple of times and I think it's important to stress it again, find ways of working out that are sustainable for you that you don't hate because yeah. you know I think that is like you said Jill the only way to consistently stick with some things to see those yeah. results yeah and, and that's that's the truth and it's in general I think it's this um long game instead of short game and I feel like we've been hearing that in some of our interviews Joan it's reminding me of Alice Mushrooms and talking about like what results might you see right now but what also are you going to see like you're saying Jill your body's replenishing oxygen right. throughout the day. You're going to be actually more efficient um, doing this kind of workout mm -hmm. and any, any lifestyle changes that we're making, right? Like lowering our toxic load. Yeah. It's a long game for, for health and for function. Like we've been talking about um, 
and yeah, we like know at our core there are no hacks, but it's just a hard pill to swallow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for so sure, for there to be there to be hacks. <laughs> I know, I know, and you Wait, know. Okay, I feel like we have to address the elephant in the room now, and I okay. we can edit this out if you don't want to talk about it. But uh, what are your thoughts on Ozempic? Because that is like so oh, we'd love to talk about hacks. it. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, this is exactly this goes with exactly what we're saying. It's yeah. Uh, I, I know that a lot of people do it and a lot of people I know and love and have trained and they do it because it's the quick fix and it's yeah. kind of this is controversial but it's the lazy man's way to lose a little yeah. bit of weight when yeah. really we don't know the long-term effects of it we just mm-hmm. don't right um it's for people with type one diabetes, which is mm-hmm. a really serious disease. And uh, people are doing it pretty frivol- frivolously. And right. it's, it's, yeah, it's a quick hack that works, but we don't know how long or what the ramifications are. And that's right. a big risk. Yeah. I also think it's interesting, like, you know, if you're doing that and you're not, not making any changes in your life, you're kind of like, you know, not realizing what you're robbing yourself of, like that sense of accomplishment, those healthy yes. lifestyle and, habits, those endorphins, <clears throat> those like, yeah, you know, yeah. those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is um, like, when we think about endorphins, like a lot of us exercise because for men- for mental health reasons. For mental health, and right. yeah, you feel amazing after you work out because you have serotonin levels increasing yeah. and good endorphins flowing. And you're right, you're not getting that. And mm-hmm. you're also not getting the benefits. If we talk again about longevity and about mm-hmm. really the reason that we're exercising is to prevent disease like cancers and heart disease and diabetes. Right. And that's why we need to be exercising yeah the rest is the the fact that we we look might look better or we have you know lean tissue and not as much fat that's all icing on the cake exactly Mm -hmm. yeah are we gonna have a heart attack at 50 are we going to develop cancers and we know that um 150 to 300 minutes of exercise every week lowers the risk of disease significantly Mm. and people that are yeah, they just don't get the the benefits. Yeah, I want to also like off a huge asterisk for anyone listening who is on Ozempic. We are absolutely not coming for you if you have diabetes or you're working with a doctor and this is what your doctor has recommended. Like, of course, listen to your medical professionals. But I do think it's interesting, like how it has become so almost like it, it almost feels like overprescribed. You know how some like medications have been overprescribed, like too many people are using it without fully understanding the ramifications mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah and some people definitely need it and it's great yeah. mm-hmm. um but if you don't I would highly encourage you to think about not just weight loss think right. about disease prevention yeah think about your long game doesn't it shrink your muscles and stuff too like I, I, yeah I think it's I don't really know too much of the science yeah. behind it but it mm-hmm. definitely shed a ton of weight on it which yeah. is why people love it right and I mean I guess the argument can be made if like you are really overweight is it like and you put yourself at a high or you happen to be at a high risk of um you know other diseases like we talked about like cancer heart disease heart attacks things like that you know maybe it makes sense to get on it so to lower that risk I don't I mean and I I would I would hope that it's alongside exactly right and then great great then you've got the benefits of losing that weight but also changing your lifestyle Mm -hmm. exactly and yeah Mm -hmm. I guess that's the message. If you happen to be on Ozempic prescribed from your medical provider, don't skip the gym still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. Jill, as a mom, um, I'm 15 months postpartum and truly like in some ways feeling only just now strong enough and also ready and have the time and have like a more functioning baby to dedicate myself to um, working out. So I'd love for you to share like advice that you have for new moms who are really struggling to feel strong again. And just that whole experience of your body is a new body. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm obviously a new mom too, or newer mom. My son is two. 
And even as somebody in the fitness industry, um, and as somebody who I got back to exercising right away because I felt like I had to because it was my job. Um, I also felt like I had to because people making comments, good or bad, even the good comments of, oh my God, you had yeah. a baby two weeks ago? Whoa. Yeah. It puts a lot of pressure on me and it puts a lot of pressure on my friend who's also a mom. And I would just, first of all, to people listening, just urge people just to not comment Let's at stop all. talking about other people's bodies. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Positive comments are about this time around. I got a lot of feedback the first time around because genetically I'm a thin person. My parents are both thin and fit naturally. And genetically, I don't hold a lot of like body fat. I'm lucky in that way, I guess. But um a lot of people right away, as soon as I had my son, were like, oh my gosh, there's all these like, look at look at you. You you look great. It's only been a month. And you know, that puts a lot of pressure on me to keep doing what I'm yes. doing. And this pregnancy, I'm like, oh my God, I better not like it just gets in my head that mm-hmm. what if I gain more weight this time or what if I so just keep the comments at bay. Keep the comments yeah, at just bay. stop. Just comment yeah. on how beautiful the baby is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the baby's great. Focus on the baby. <laughs> the baby um looks perfect. What does the baby's wellness yeah. mean? Um, yeah. no. <laughs> I also I wanted to take a moment and thank you for mentioning genetics because we have not mentioned that as a part of this. And mm-hmm. I think we're all working with a different deck, and it's important. Yeah. Like, that we really don't like those long lean lines and mm-hmm. do this workout for your six pack abs, and like then it will not. You know, everyone yeah. is built completely differently and that kind of honestly toxic marketing in a way um it is, really it is. Impactful. yeah I mean the whole when I was when you guys asked me to do the podcast I was like oh I hope I don't say anything controversial because I find the whole a lot of the wellness industry really scary and really toxic yeah. and mm-hmm. perpetuates this like horrible like eating disorder culture that's totally that's, going on and and it go back to being a new mom said before doing what you like to do is so important because you might only have 15 minutes to have time to yourself and if it's walking on a nice sunny day go for a 10 15 minute walk check you Mm -hmm. just success you get the endorphins flowing which also are very important for new moms because hormones are really out of balance and the more serotonin you can get in the body the better um so doing what you like to do is number one yeah what helps you get motivated Joe when you're feeling like not super into you know getting a workout in um what what do you do because we all have those moments where we're like last thing I want to do right now totally the first thing I do and the first thing I tell my clients to do is think about how you feel after you work out Mm -hmm. so when you finish a workout you're like you're never you're never saying to yourself Oh, I wish I didn't do that. That was terrible. They're very rarely, unless you get hurt or something, but generally <laughs> it's, so true. oh my God, I'm glad I did that. Even if it was a 10 minute ab workout, like a lot of my workouts online are, yeah, sure. Yeah, I've got 10 minute glutes. I've got a seven 20 minute, minute cardio. Abs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One. The seven minute ab workout. <laughs> um, you can get anything in, you're going to feel way better. So thinking about the after effects, and okay, I'm going to feel amazing after I do this. I don't have a lot of time. I'll do 10 minutes. Even if you do that, you get that feeling that like you succeeded and you get a little, um, a little boost of serotonin. The long game. Think about, think about your future self. Like exactly. future self there's, a, there's, me. there's a theme here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to switch gears again for a second here. Uh, here at No Secrets Added, we are a community of conscious consumers. Uh, so all of our listeners are looking to learn more and shop with like safe, ethical, and planet-forward brands. Um, can you give us maybe a couple of like athletic wear brands that hold these values or some of your favorite brands to shop with totally. in this space? Yes. So first, I love Girlfriend Collective. It's all recycled materials. It's a sustainable brand. Um, I would definitely check them out for athletic gear and for athleisure. Um, On the more athleisure side, the more Mm -hmm. leisure than ass would be um, (laughs) 
Yeah. You guys have heard of Quince? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's coming up in conversations that I'm having. Yeah. So Quince is great. It's the same. Yeah. It's recycled material, material, it's sustainable and it's a great brand. They just started to get more into like the athleisure space wow. before it was like cashmere. I think that's how they started their brand was yes, on like more sustainable that. cashmere. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And now they're branching out into the athleisure side of things. So it's actually, yeah. So exciting to see Quince having a moment because not only are they sustainable and conscious and all the good things, they're affordable, like compa- compared exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And both of the brands are specifically yeah. Quince. And yeah, I would recommend checking them out. They're two of my favorites. Cool. How about advice for other entrepreneurs within the fitness space? Yeah, I would say it's it's a really with social media, it's a very diluted space, but it doesn't mean that um we all can't find space within that in within the industry. Um I would get a, I would say get as many um, certifications as possible to really deepen your knowledge and kind of set you apart from from other other trainers and other individuals online uh, and find something that you love to do mm-hmm. find your niche and yeah. there's space for for all of us so and the more uh, you can tell the truth about fitness and health right. and nutrition the better exactly this has come to girls who've started a wellness podcast like there weren't enough of those already out <laughs> yeah I mean just You're finding an angle, like, on like your any other... uh, on your brand yeah. and your um your niche like you said Jill exactly. I feel like we kind of answered this question for you but um where do you see Julian Johnson wellness in five years Despite- 3,000 videos baby <laughs> perfect (laughs) no I see I see a lot of the same and you know it's me myself continuing to do um and building and growing the Mm -hmm. online community of my my on-demand workouts and and you know I've kind of pulled away a little bit from social media and from Instagram Mm -hmm. since having my son because of kind of everything that we've been talking about it just feels a little more toxic to me but I in the next five years I want to find more of my voice to tell people the truth yeah and to tell people mm-hmm. what it means to be you know a real woman, a real mother who to feel good oh. and that's really what it's all about it is Jillian Johnson, the official personal trainer of No Secrets Added podcast. She is yeah. telling people <laughs> the truth. We want to hear the truth. It's so good. Quickly, before we get jump into rapid fire, Jill, where can our listeners find you? Where can they subscribe? Give us the uh, Jillian Johnson lowdown. Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at, at Jillian Johnson Wellness. And JillianJohnsonWellness.com, you'll see, which is my website, you will see a link to try seven days free of all my 350 videos and programs. If you guys are interested in in giving it a shot, there's a seven day free trial period there. Great. Okay, rapid fire. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go to self-care product right now. Oh, we've been using the, um, oh, what are they called? Give me a minute. The rapid fire, right? <laughs> um, the face suction cups. What are they called? What? No, like I don't for know. Your, like Guys. that you do on your back, but you do them on your I face? Have you ever seen those? No. no. Like, I think it's called like fa- facial cupping. I've literally never heard of this. I feel, I feel like you're about to change our lives. <laughs> okay, wait, let me, let me just make sure I'm. Do you get little red right thing. red circles? No. I've done something on my back and it lasts for like over a week. You have all so the So this is parts. called facial cupping. And basically okay. you put oil on your face and you don't let the cups sit. You constantly move them around. Oh, so it loosens gosh. the muscle and the fascia around the muscle. So mm-hmm. that, I mean, it, it's, it's like a quick, um, not long lasting, but quick. Uh, alternative to like Botox, which does the same thing and relaxes the muscles of your face. Oh my gosh, I've never even heard of that, but absolutely going to be doing this. Yeah, well, you, you know, to- I'm like, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm almost 40 and I haven't yeah. done Botox. So I'm trying all the things. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. 
<laughs> I'm very glad you're having another baby to pass these amazing genes on to. Because, <laughs> um, we'll definitely get us a link for these cups because I need to immediately purchase. Yeah, um, you need to check it out. What's your favorite weeknight meal right now? So we're upstate New York and we belong to a farm share, which means every Friday we go and pick up like a plethora of like ridiculous Essence vegetables. Farm? Exactly. We're going to have got a it. podcast. Oh She's my a- gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I have been cooking and sauteing vegetables out the wazoo, oh. like nonstop, yeah. just fresh vegetables. And my son's really into pasta. So I'll make, I'll cut all the vegetables up like, so fine it's ridiculous because he is picky (laughs) and make it into a pasta sauce and Um, that is like go-to fresh vegetables every single night yes what about your go-to health and wellness resource at the moment Uh, I've been loving um he's on Instagram his name's Dr it's either Aman or Dr Amen Mm -hmm. I'm not sure but it's at doc underscore Amen. A-M-E-N. Put it in the show notes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's, so he's a psychiatric doctor, but he talks about a lot about the gut and food related mm-hmm. to our mood, our hormones, yeah, um, the development of our kids. It's, he's amazing. He's like mm-hmm. one of my go-to, go-to guys. And lastly, this is my go, my question right now that I'm asking everyone, because I'm a big fall person, but what are you most excited about for the change of the season? Oh, I'm moving back to the city next week. So I can't wait to get back into the yeah. Yeah, back to the New York groove. I can't wait. Um, the pace is going to be probably going to kill me, especially mm-hmm. now that I'm pregnant. But yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Fall in New York is the best. It really so, is the best. I'm excited so, for fall in New York. It's Aww. New York season for sure. So yeah, we're ready to definitely. have you back. Jill, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, make sure you have all the different ways to find Jill and work with her in our show notes. Um, And yeah, it's been such a pleasure. Yeah, what a treat. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, guys. All the secrets. (laughs) If you loved this pod, follow, review, or share it with a friend. If you want to share it on your Instagram story or your TikTok, we'd be eternally grateful. Thank you for being a secret spiller. We'll catch you next time.